Ahoy! Welcome to another episode of the Bottom of the Stream Movie Show. My name is Adam. And I am Nick. Welcome, 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 welcome. Four welcomes. Nice. Nick's a happy boy tonight. We've got our nice funky new mics. Yep. How do you think they sound? I mean, I, in my ears right now, we both sound lovely. <laughs> we do. That's true. I'd, that's all we can say. We don't know until we start editing and this sounds awful. Exactly. We'll, we, see, we'll see what happens when we play it back. We should probably thank our Patreons because they paid for them. So thank you to all three of our Patreons. You are wonderful people. Yes, we always thankful for your support. Definitely. You are Helps wonderful. make the show better. It does indeed. So what's, uh, what's the movie show this week, Nick? This week, we are watching a Netflix original. Yes. In the Shadow of the Moon. Correct. Um, before we start... Yes. I have a bit of a confession to make. Okay. Um, I want to play you some audio, an audio clip. Okay. I'm going to play it to you. <laughs> um, I'm going to play you an audio clip, and the audio clip is from this very show. Oh, good. Um, it is from our episode that we did on What Keeps You Alive. Do you remember that? Right at the start of season two. Season two, right at the start. Yeah. 5th of October, 2019. Okay. I'm going to play you this audio clip. Are you ready? I am, yes. Have you been watching anything good on Netflix this week? I haven't really done much watching this week, I must say. No. Been a a busy week. Been uh, taxiing various children around. My own children. (laughs) Let me just qualify that. Good Um, times. At the weekend and stuff. So, uh, no, I haven't haven't really. Um, Have you? Yes, I watched In the Shadow of the Moon. Okay. So, you remember we were saying a few weeks ago that Netflix are releasing five horror films this month yes uh it was good it was a good start it was a bit time travelly bit gory lots of blood and guts and gore but fun? It was good yeah it was good fun i enjoyed it i'd definitely recommend it i've seen this film before yeah fucking moron <laughs> i'm so sorry i honestly i apologize to everybody because i have at at the time no memory of this whatsoever <laughs> i don't know how it's appeared on the long list um I don't know how it's got on the list and having me already seen it. And I swear to you now, I did not remember any of it. <laughs> the, the The opening scene's quite big. It's a big opening scene sure. in this film. And I was like, that looks, that's familiar. And then I was like, but then I don't remember any of the rest of it. And then it got to the end. I was like, no, I've definitely seen this film before. <laughs> and I even went to the extent of... Down, you know, you can download your Netflix viewing sure. history. I even did that to, to, check that to check that I had and I had. And then I thought, I watched this in 2019. Would I have spoken about it on the show? <laughs> so as I knew the date that I'd watched it, which was incidentally the day after it came out. Oh, wow. <laughs> I went to our latest show after that. And there we are. I have not only seen this film before, I have talked about it on this show before. Well, now you've seen it twice. I have. <laughs> that's so, brilliant yeah it's it's a first we've never done a, a film that uh, well we have done a film that we've seen before we did cube didn't we yeah. that we'd both seen before but this is an accidental rewatch i'm, I'm amazed <laughs> i'm amazed i'm I, because i don't know what to say i really do i have no memory of that conversation either <laughs> which is bad enough but it's worse that you can't remember this movie because i think it's reasonably memorable i agree <laughs> <laughs> but who knows what you were doing in 2019 maybe you fell asleep been halfway a, through it's or... been a big year in between the yeah, end of 2019 and the beginning of 2021 that's brilliant yeah and also your quick edited um highlight review that we just heard there is <laughs> bullshit <laughs> it's full of blood and guts and gore it's not 
It's not. There's no blood guts and gore in it at all. Really, there's bits. <laughs> oh, I don't know what to say. That's, I, that's absolutely made my evening. Sorry, I apologise to everybody who's involved with bottom industry. I uh, also though. Well done for coming clean, because you could have just. I could have, yeah, I could have, I could have just winged it. But then somebody like Ross would have gone. No, well, back in fourteen million episodes ago, you said this. <laughs> you know what he's like. <laughs> Love you, Ross. Excellent. So yeah, let's let's do it. In the Shadow of the Moon was released in two thousand and nineteen. <laughs> it's a fifteen. It runs for one hour and fifty five minutes, and it's currently rated at six point two out of ten on IMDb. Stars a guy called Boyd Holbrook who plays Locke. Uh, you would know him if you've seen the film before. You would know him <laughs> if you've seen Logan. Um, he's in that. He's also in The Predator, the new one of those. And he played a recurring character in the Narcos TV show. Okay, yeah. So you will you will know him, I think. Also stars a lady called Cleopatra Coleman. Great name. It's a great name. She plays Rhea. Have you ever watched a show called The Last Man on Earth? It's a comedy sitcom. No. It's very, very funny. I would highly recommend it. I think it's on Amazon. Um, I've seen it and she's in that. Uh, she's also an Australian. And you know what we do with Australian actors and actresses on this show? <laughs> has she been in Neighbours or Home and Away? She has been in 37 episodes of Neighbours. Brilliant. <laughs> and also stars a guy called Bakim Woodbine, which is also a great name. It is. He plays a character called Maddox. You'll know him because he was in Spencer Confidential. Yeah, You've seen that. I have. He's also in Queen and Slim, which I've seen and hated every second. I think I might have seen that. It's an awful film. He's also in Spider-Man Homecoming. Okay, cool. So yeah, you will know him. And finally, stars Michael C. Hall, who plays Holt. Yep. <laughs> and obviously, most famous for Dexter. Sure. Uh, he was six also feet under. Six feet under as well, yeah. Did, just before we crack on with this movie, you, you mentioned a few weeks ago, quite a few weeks ago now, I think you'd, you'd started a bit of a Dexter rewatch. Did that go anywhere or did you just stop? <laughs> I've... I, I finished season one yeah. and I thought I'd have a break now and then I'll move on to season two. I haven't got to season two yet, but I'm going to. I just haven't. There yet. was a teaser that came out this was it this week for the new series. Oh, is there? I haven't seen yeah, it. Yeah, I don't think there's any... I haven't seen it either. I think it's it's um, it's literally just a shot of an ID badge oh, yeah. and it's Dexter with a bit of a beard uh, and he's got a different name. Interesting. It's coming in September, I believe. Okay, great. So I've got till then. My brother's done it. My brother's Has completely it? rewatched, yeah. From start to finish. Uh, it's directed. This film's directed by Jim McKee, or Jim Mickle, as he's actually named. <laughs> you won't know him. He's not really done anything you will have ever heard of. And written by two guys called Je- Gregory Weidman and Jeffrey Tock. Okay. They are a team of writers, and they wrote the TV show Zoo. Have you seen that? Uh, no, I haven't seen it. I watched the first series. It was all right. And they also co-wrote uh, the TV show Limitless. Okay, yeah. Limitless spin-off TV show. Do you have a one-word review of In the Shadow of the Moon? CSI time travel. <laughs> Good one. That's three letters and a word. Okay. Uh, three letters and two words. <laughs> Who's counting? You have it. Me. <laughs> um, where does this film start, Nick? Philadelphia. It does. It tells you that on the screen. 2024. <laughs> What's happened? Uh, an office block seems to have exploded. It looks like it, doesn't it? And there's paper everywhere. Yeah. The uh, windows are all blown out. And then the camera sort of pans outwards. Yeah. And there's more buildings on fire. <laughs> Something's gone Something's on. Something's gone on. Downtown. There's been an explosion downtown. Philly. The urge has made it into... No, sorry. That's a different movie. <laughs> <laughs> and then the film cuts to 1988. We know that because it tells you that on the screen. It does. We see a man who seems to be some sort of pianist. Yes. And he's about to play a big concert in a big Small musical. pianist? Large pianist? Large pianist. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you're such a child. <laughs> 
Um, he's about to play, what do they call him? A concerto? Piano. <laughs> Stop being silly. Is it a concerto? If it's a piano? What do they call him? They, they have a name. Concert. Concert. She's about to play a piano concert. <laughs> um, then we cut from him. He, we leave him. Then we go to the chef who's working in a cafe. Yeah, he's like flipping burgers, isn't he? Flipping burgers like a greasy spoon. He's making a cheesesteak, I think. Yeah, I think he was. And then we meet a bus driver. She drives a, a <laughs> bus. A bus. No, she drives a night bus, is what okay. I was going to say, because it's nighttime. We, cut, we kind of cut between the three of these people. Yeah, it's, it's a montage of, of them montage. doing their jobs. Yes, it is. And... Suddenly, people are going home as well. It's like the end. It's early evening. It's an, e- it's an evening, yeah. yeah. General um, city activity. Suddenly, the three of them all develop a nosebleed at the same time. Sure. And then, basically, their heads start pouring blood yep. from every orifice. All the orifices. And all three of them die. Obviously, it's quite dramatic when the pianist dies because he's in front of an audience. Yeah, there's a lovely sort of drony type shot of the blood spraying out because he's on a nice shiny stage, isn't yeah. he? And then the chef, he falls onto his grill. Yeah, that's... Not quite so nice. Starts cooks himself, cooking himself, cooking himself, cooking himself, and the night bus driver is obviously driving a bus full of people. Yeah, this is this, this is, is bad time. Dramatic. So she crashes the bus. That's it. That's kind of your opening scene, isn't it? Yeah, the bus crash is into. It's a busy city. This, yeah, it's it's, it's um hit, yeah. It hit cement truck or something. It hit yeah. the big truck. There's a big crash. There's a big big bus crash. Um, then we cut to a man, and he's about to wake up. Well, he is waking up. He's about to get out of bed. Um, he's got the news on because this is bottom of the stream, so it wouldn't be right to not have a news report. Um, and there's news reports about the bus crash that's happened downtown. Yeah, he's having breakfast for dinner. Yeah. Making pancakes. Because he, he works a night shift. Yeah. He's a night cop, as we <laughs> later find out. And his missus is also in bed. So she must be presumably living his hours, but whilst he's not there. <laughs> yeah, but she's very pregnant. She's heavily so pregnant. She yeah. could be tired. So he makes her some pancakes and burns them. And she tells him he makes the worst pancake she's ever eaten. Uh, this is Tommy. Yes, this is our main character. Uh, or Tom Lockhart. Yeah, or Locke, as he's known. Yes. He's, he's even got, credited as Locke. got a lot of names for his yeah. name. <laughs> He's credited as Locke in the credits and on IMDb. Oh, okay. But his name is Tommy. And yeah, there's only one character that calls him Locke throughout the film, and everybody else calls him Lockhart or Tommy. But he's credited as Locke, so interesting. I thought. And just as he's finishing the pancakes off, she's eating his pancakes, He his partner knocks on the door. Yeah, is it to pick him up? Yeah. Because they're heading out. Time to go to work. Time to go to work. So they do. They uh, they're squad cops, aren't they? They've got a squad car. Yeah. His partner is Maddox, played by Bokeem Wood Woodbine. Woodbine. Great. That's a wonderful name. Uh, and Locke is played by Boyd Holbrook. Yes. So they're your two main characters in this film. Sure. Um, they head over to a crime scene. Turns out the crime scene is the, bu- the bus crash scene. And <laughs> they, even though they're just standard cops, they're not detectives at this point. No, but it's really quickly shown to us that Locke wants to be yeah he is a career guy he wants to move up the he basically just strides ladder. straight up to the body doesn't he yeah. he's not he's not bothered about protocols or no anything. he's he's he wants to make an impression doesn't he yeah and he strides up to this the, they're at the bus driver and it appears she's got no brain in her head no he, way he knocks on her head and it's hollow yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's the guy he's the guy who actually finds some puncture wounds on the back of her neck he does there's like a little triangle yeah, and there's blood everywhere. And he notices there's little bits of brain everywhere. Yeah. So the brain's basically disintegrated and poured out of this girl's lady's head. That eye jelly last week. And brain jelly this week. Yeah. What, what's your favourite? If you had to touch one, what would you rather touch? <laughs> what am I touching it with? Your finger. Um, bare finger. Uh, have you got bare fingers? <laughs> <laughs> your tongue. Am I gloved? 
No. Have I got sheathed fingers? No. Bare fingers. I think I'd rather touch eye jelly. I think I would as well. Because it's not going to be bloody and you're not, you're not going to have any residue left on your finger. Yeah, I actually cause... did a touching motion. <laughs> <laughs> I think I would as well. What about with your tongue? Do you know what I don't like? Because I've got a cat. If I yeah. feed the cat and a bit of the cat food like drips on your hand. Yeah. Well, that's definitely. horrible. Do they have like jelly bits in that? Yeah. So like in a pork pie. Yeah, exactly. Like cat food and pork pies are very close to each other, I believe. <laughs> I don't like the jelly in a pork pie. I think I've told this story off air before. Okay. When I went... We're on... literally on page one of this one. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> I, went, uh, I went up to Scotland for work, Yeah. which I have to do occasionally. One time I went up and they put on a buffet for us at, at site. And um, there was pork pies on it. That's nice. not too unusual. No. Um. Pick, pick one up, had it on my plate, bit into it a couple of minutes later, warm. Oh, Jelly just comes. Uh. <laughs> I nearly vomited. <laughs> uh, warm just jelly. Like, like an eye. Gushing ball. around your mouth. Oh, that's minging. Warm pork pie jelly. Oh. It very nice. Did you spit it out? No, I, I got it down. <laughs> you know, I'm a trooper. You know when you expect something to taste like something and it's a totally different consistency? Oh, I think I'd have thrown up. Yeah, That's made me feel sick. Anyway. I've lost my tra- place in my notes now. Hold on. We're talking about eyes. We're talking about eye jelly. I'd rather touch the eye. What about with your tongue? I, I don't. I want no part of this game. I'm, <laughs> I'm not tonguing anyone's I think I'd rather internals. touch the brain jelly with my tongue. Okay. I don't know why. The I of think eye I jelly. might have licked an eye before, though. What? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> I think I've licked an eye someone's eye before. Whose eye have you licked? I'm, I... That sounds very dangerous. <laughs> you can't just leave that hanging. I feel like... At one point, I might have put my tongue on the tip of my tongue on someone's eye for fun. <laughs> for fun. You're into some weird shit, man. <laughs> you well, know what it's like. You've had a few drinks. I don't think I've ever licked an eye. I'm positive. I don't know okay. why I said think. I'm positive I haven't. Um, anyway, let's get back onto this film because there's, there's a lot to get through here. It comes over the radio at this point that there's been two more bodies found that are in exactly the same predicament. Yes. So we know that. We've we seen know them. that. We've seen them. The cops find out at this point. So they head over to the concert hall, have a look at the body over there. Well, they get kind of told off by Holt, who is, yes. who is their superior, yes. who's played by Michael C. Hall, and who happens to be Tommy's brother-in-law, yeah. Locke's brother-in-law. He sort of says to him, look, I appreciate your uh, initiative, guys, but you're not supposed to be around here. Yeah, come on. Um, Stop taking he gets called to the next scene. Yeah, they follow. They get there before him, actually. Yeah, they do. And then again, they go to the third scene as well. They go to the greasy spoon and they get there before him as well. Um, and this is where Hulk kind of says, Look, seriously? Yeah, <laughs> so, you're overstepping the mark here, guys. Yeah, he's like, he's, He thinks this is going to be his first big serial killer case. Yeah. And he's like, This 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 case could make me. So you need to leave it alone. He's, he's not like angry with them. He's, no. he's happy for that they're doing some police work and they've actually given him some good information. Sure. So they completely ignore that and they head over to the morgue and they meet a mortician. He's a sweet talker, isn't he? Locke? Yeah, Locke. He's, he's got the he's, gift of the gap. Yeah. And they basically persuade this guy to give them a bit of information about what the puncture holes are. Yes. And he, he eventually, 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 <laughs> eventually reveals to them that they are injection sites hmm. that are deep enough to get to the vertebrae is what he describes them as but the most the thing they should he says the thing you should be asking about is what they've been injected with yeah because we don't know he's like this is a mystery liquid i don't think he uses a thing. liquid yeah. or <laughs> thing it's whatever it is the technicians are going crazy in the lab because they don't know what it is it's not like anything that we've ever seen before so after that they go for dinner <laughs> they go and grab a chinese yeah they do uh, lock and 
Maddox? Maddox. Maddox. And they have a bit of a discussion on the case. And then while they're doing that, they get a report of a potential fourth victim. Um, but it quickly becomes clear that this one's still alive. Yeah, She's... and it's, that's done played quite well, isn't it? Yes. Because Locke says, oh, it comes on the radio and Locke says, oh, can tell me if they've got a puncture wound? The guy on the scene says, yes. And he says, oh, is there much blood? And the guy says, there's no blood. She's still alive. And so like, they... Cool. <laughs> flick the blues and twos on and get straight over there. And uh, It's a nightclub and this woman's been assaulted in this nightclub or... Yeah. Somebody's brushed past her and stabbed her. And, and she's the first, obviously, because she's the first person they find alive, she managed to give a description yeah. of the stabber. <laughs> the stabber. <laughs> uh, it turns out she describes the lady as a black lady in a blue hoodie. Yeah. Um, With uh, one hand covered in blood. Yes. Hulk shows up. Um, she He basically makes her tell that same story again because he missed it. Because he seems to be two steps behind the yeah. Hulk for some reason. Um, while she's talking to Holt, her face starts bleeding. Yeah. From every orifice. She dies. Yeah, but th- th- there's a really cool shot, isn't there? Because she handily passes out on top of a glass table. Yeah. And the director decides to shoot her bleeding out from underneath. underneath. It's a nice table. shot, though. It's, yeah. It's just blood pooling on this glass It's an arty death. So what we found out from this lady is that we're looking for a black female, five foot six, in a blue hoodie. So we get a montage. I've written profiling montage. Yeah, <laughs> cops rounding up all the all black, black women they can find. Even if they're in, they're all wearing blue, but some of them are like blue dresses or yeah. blue hat or blue handbags. It's got a very 80s soundtrack at this point as well. It was all synth music going on. It was. Locke and Maddox have gone off back they're onto cruising, the streets. Aren't they? They're just cruising the streets and they are, well, they're looking for this woman, aren't they? Hmm. And they interrupt a girl who's breaking into a car. Yeah. And... She appears to vanish in front of their eyes. She just isn't there for <laughs> one second. Um, so they're like, oh, maybe that was her. They pull up into an alleyway and this girl, they nearly run this girl over. Yeah. Same girl. She like, puts her hand down on the bonnet to stop them. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, to stop them running to over. To stop them running her over. Uh, her they hand make is eye bloody. Contact. Yeah, she has a bloody hand. We don't know where this blood's coming from at the moment. They make eye contact, her and Locke, and she vaults over their car because they're parked in an alley, so they couldn't yeah. turn the car around. So we get a reverse car chase. It was a pretty cool chase. It was a cool chase. So he's driving backwards down this alley trying to chase this girl. And girl. Girl. <laughs> and he eventually gets cut off by a bin lorry. So the chase ends at that point, but he gets out and he's, there's a foot chase now going on. Uh, but they lose her. They lose her into the subway. Yeah, she's going underground. Yeah. Uh, but Tommy finds, finds the device. He does, because he heads down into the underground as well. Yeah. And at the bottom of the ladder, she, he finds this injection device yeah it's like a cool little gadget we get we cut back to the empty squad car because there's a radio call comes over the empty squad car telling him that his wife's gone into labor sure it's all going down it's all kicking off at the same time and obviously he misses that because he's in the sewer they eventually all this eventually leads to a scuffle between the girl and maddox on the train platform yeah back at the underground station yeah but she manages to get away from she handcuffs him to his own to a sign doesn't she? yeah and then pushes it over pushes it advertising (laughs) yeah so she manages to get away from him. But Locke chases her. He leaves Maddox on the floor and chases after her. And he, he eventually catches up with her on a different train platform. She says her first lines of the film. She doesn't say a lot in this film. Um, but she congratulations. Con- she congratulates him for the birth of his daughter. And apologizes for the death of his partner. Yeah. She says, I didn't mean to. Which Maddox isn't dead. As far as we know, he was all right a minute ago. Um, then she attacks Locke. She manages to lock him with some handcuffs to a bench. Uh, but as she's walking away from him, he... She says, well, she's, she looks like she's about to escape. She says, I will see you soon. Yeah. 
And he jabs her with the weapon. He does. He jabs her with the... Uh, he gets her in, like, in the calf. Yeah, right in the back of the calf. And she falls in front of a train. Yeah. She gets splattered. She gets splattered. So we've lost our female bad guy already. This early in the film. They're autopsying her. Then the next scene. Yeah. There's and there's pieces of her there's everywhere. Pieces, yeah, there's <laughs> All over the table. And... Yeah. Uh, but they've managed to pull a bullet from her wrist. Yes. However, nobody fired a gun. But it is a police bullet. It is a police bullet. Uh, from, yeah. From a police issue... Firearm. Firearm. Because the uh, the chief is sort of telling Locke this as he's walking to the birth of his daughter. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they're walking through the same hospital. Luckily, she's having the baby in the same hospital. It turns out quite quickly that the childbirth is not going well. No. The wife, his wife is hemorrhaging. Uh, so, Locke gets there in time to see his wife and yeah. he gives her a bracelet and it's very briefly quite a happy moment. Uh, yeah, they're not, they're not so much. Yeah. <laughs> um, she passes out during birth, and in the next scene, Locke is given a baby. So here's the baby. Have one of these. Um, <laughs> um, she's healthy. Holt's there as well. Yeah, Holt's there, because Holt's his wife's brother. Yes. <laughs> you can say sister. Then. I was, yeah. Um, the baby's healthy. Um, unfortunately, Locke's wife isn't. Um, she has died in childbirth. Yeah. Uh, the whole scene, it all goes quiet. There's like a quiet montage of people crying. And then the scene cuts away and it cuts to 1997. Right, before we get any more. Yep. I thought that was all great. Me too. I love the 1988 bit. Yeah. I think we're off to a really good start. I agree. I think it's been a great start. And I'm really intrigued to see where this is going. Because I, I I can already see we're going in increments here. Yeah. Um, And I'm, I was thinking, oh, yeah, this is a good start. This is something a bit different so far, this yeah. series. I'd agree with that. So let's see what happens. It's like a proper film, isn't it? <laughs> it almost is, is, is like a proper film. Yeah, yeah. Agreed. So yeah, we cut to 1997, which as we all know, because we got, got at maths, is nine years later than 1988. Correct. Um, and there's a news report on the screen again. And the news report is talking about the nine-year anniversary of the unexplainable death of the woman who fell in front of the train. Yeah. Because they've never been able to identify who she was or where she came from. Correct. And it seems like Locke has taken a bit of stick over the years for being there when this woman died. Yeah, there is a reference on the news report of the... The cop was given a promotion. The cop was giving a promotion, and, yeah. yeah. There's like riots going on in the streets and everything. It's it's all a bit crazy. We cut to back to Locke's apartment where he lives. Same place as it was before. Correct. Uh, but this time there's a child making pancakes. Yeah. A little girl who looks about nine. I would say almost exactly <laughs> to the day. To the day. It's her birthday. It's her ninth birthday. She's making ice cream pancakes. Yes. Um, Locke has now got a moustache because some time has passed and that's what happens. She's basically his daughter. He's bringing her up on his own. And they go to buy some flowers because obviously it's not only her ninth birthday. It's the ninth anniversary of his wife's sure. death and her mum's death. So they go to buy some flowers. There's a load of protests going on in the street because yeah. of this mysterious walk, the the protest walks by them as right, they yeah. are in the flower shop and they're basically protesting him <laughs> yeah so he's uh, he's somewhere to be inside a shop at this point when they get to the grave somebody's already left some flowers on the grave yeah which he's really freaked out by yeah he doesn't understand who's done that because no one else could leave flowers there. I, I, yeah did we even ever find out who it was not no no it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't uh spelled out yeah, I think it's, we it's pretty. We, it we know we, by the but, end of the film, we can yeah. pretty much guess who it was. Um, but yeah, there's already some flowers there. Um, but then he gets called to a crime scene, so he goes to the crime scene, takes his kid to the crime scene with him, and he meets Maddox there. They're now, yeah, they're, they were supposed to be going to the zoo yeah, for a birthday. Yeah. But they're now both detectives. 
Yeah. Both men have been promoted into detective roles because we're nine years later, remember? So he leaves his daughter outside with a... Yeah, she'll be all right in the car. Beat Bobby. Uh, they're at a, a university, aren't they? Yeah, they're at a university lecture hall where a university lecturer has passed out and ejected all of his blood from his face. No way. And also has a puncture wound on his neck. No way. <laughs> Holt turns up. Holt is now the lieutenant. He is. He's also been promoted. We find some video footage. Yeah, because um, we've got CCTV. Yeah, because it's We're 1997. 1997. And it shows the suspect. And the suspect looks very, very much like the lady who died in front of the train. It's a smallish person in a hoodie. Yeah. <laughs> it's not great It's CCTV. 1997 CCTV footage. Locke, go, Locke starts to get a little bit obsessive at this point. They both instantly say, oh, it's a copycat. It's the yeah. ninth anniversary. Yeah. Um, so he starts going through the old case files. Holt goes on TV. We get a bit of a... It cuts basically straight into a montage of more bodies that are being found. Yes. Locke reveals that he thinks it's the same girl. Holt's creating panic because he says, we're now, we've got this person on CCTV and we're looking for that person in connection with these murders and the murders nine years ago, which is increasing the unrest outside because they've not... Well, you definitely got the wrong person (laughs) uh, nine years ago then. Yeah, exactly. Locke... Reveals to Maddox that he thinks it's the same girl. Maddox thinks he's insane, obviously, yes. because this girl died in front of a train. Where did the keys come from? Uh, they came out of the evidence box. That's what so I he, so, so he's looking at the evidence from 1988. Yes, and there's some keys in there. Yeah. And he gets them examined. Which they never bothered examining no at point. the time. No point. Because she was in a million pieces. So, <laughs> so he has these keys examined. And these are a keys to a plane that only came out in 1996. Yeah. However, they were recovered on the body of the girl. In 1988. Yes. So how can she have them? And Maddox is like, it must have been a prototype. <laughs> Eight years. And there, yeah, because that's, that's the go-to. <laughs> then a mysterious physicist shows up. Well, just before that, Locke also says, how can this be a copycat? Because they noticed on the CCTV. CCTV. Why do I find that as a difficult to say? I don't know, why do you? That the suspect had a bandaged left hand. Yes. And he says, how how can it be a copycat? Because we never released that information at the time. About our hand. Yeah. So it's becoming clear to us, because this is a movie, that this is a the same girl. <laughs> but yeah. obviously Maddox isn't buying that because he lives in the world. A physicist shows up, a mysterious man. Uh, he wants to talk to Locke. Dr. Rao. Dr. Rao? Yeah. He rambles on something about supermoons. <laughs> right. <laughs> I think we'll get into this a bit later. This is my big bugbear with this movie. Okay. So this this physicist turns up, rambles two lines about, you know, it's the blood moon tonight. Yeah. Comes every nine years and it creates this bridge to another place. Yeah. That's literally your explanation. <laughs> yeah, we don't get any Time more. Travel. No, you don't get any more explanation than that. I, that wasn't enough for me. Time travel exists because of the moon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you just got to go with it. I've literally, literally written it. He's rambled something about super moons. There's a bridge to another world. <laughs> That's it. There was they a super moon him last night as, as well. A, yeah, I know. How weird is that? They they dismiss him as a crackpot. Yeah, of course they do. Because America and science. Yeah. <laughs> no, but he is a crackpot. Well, yeah, he, he does come across as a crackpot at that point. Um, so what they've decided to do, they head over to the airfield because they want to find this plane. Uh, yeah, because fortunately, one of, the, uh, one of the junior police officers tells them that there is fortunately only one plane that these keys will fit in a hundred mile radius. Yeah. So they know where the plane's coming. That's where they're going. When they get there, it's obviously all locked up. It's the middle of the night. They still apparently are night cops, even though they're detectives. Locke breaks in. He does. He comes up with a motive that's going to allow him to break in and breaks in. And he meets a man that works there. Yeah. 
Mechanic. And, yeah, whatever he's doing. And he asks this man if he knows the girl. The yeah, he's, he's he got a picture. picture. Yeah, have you seen this woman? He's he seen says, this woman. He says no. The man's very sus. He's very suspicious. He looks... He's nervous. He's nervous. He's nervy. We find out at that point why he's nervy, because she is there. These woman we met earlier who died in front of the train. She is standing is in the shadows. Standing in the shadows, watching this conversation take place. Locke figures out that someone's there, and he, he writes a message down on a piece of paper to the guy, doesn't he? And yeah. says, look, scratch your head if there's somebody watching you. And he does. Uh, but before he can react to it, the girl puts the gun to the back of his head. Yes. Or her gun to the back of his head. And it is the same girl. He The hood comes off. She said to him, if you were a better shot, I'd be dead. Yeah. <laughs> bit weird. It's a bit weird, yeah. She gets the man to tape Locke's wrist together and then knocks the dude out. And you can hear more cops coming in the distance. Yeah. Because I think Maddox had heard something going on. Yeah, uh, Locke had switched his phone on. Oh, of course. Because he's got yeah. a big fat cell phone <laughs> yeah, from 1997. Right. Maddox makes his way inside to try and confront the girl, startles the girl. And gets his head blown off. She just shotguns his head off. She doesn't even think about She's it. She's surprised. She yeah. just hears a shout. She turns and Fires. blows his head off. Yeah. So we lose Maddox at this point. I was quite sad to gutted, see Gutted, yeah. A little, really gutted. Lots of cops show up. Lots and lots of cops show up. <laughs> Probably 20 cop cars yeah. show up. Dexter leads them in. Dexter leads them in. <laughs> uh, but she gets on the plane. She takes the keys to the plane. That yes. We've... we've later find the keys to the plane you got you got to imagine this film's going backwards at this point and forwards at the same time she's going backwards she's so yeah she is going backwards it is explained at some he point he is going forward Locke is point. going forward so she he's going through a normal rate of time but she's going backwards yeah so she picks up the keys that Locke has already found and he puts them on a plane and yeah. they um they get they take off yeah she's somehow a pilot and Locke's like in and out of consciousness he has a bit of a dream about his wife doesn't he and she she then says, every nine years, I get to come back because of the moon. Yeah, basically. <laughs> um, but I'm not, I can't stay for long. I'm not here for long. Yeah, and she says, stop chasing me. I am here saving lives. Yeah, I'm here for a reason. I'm doing this for a reason. It'll all become clear. And she just chucks him out of the and plane. And she throws him out of the plane. <laughs> like, at full height. And he lands in the sea. Lands in some water. <laughs> um, which still would have really hurt. Yeah. it was a, He fell for ages. Yeah, into a nice swimming pool. Yeah. That's um, what it looked like. Anyway. He swims to shore. Um, Conveniently, he he gets onto shore right next to the wreckage of the plane. The crash. plane has crashed. Literally, she must have thrown him out of the plane and then crashed it instantly. Because yeah. he only swam like 20 lengths. But she's not there. The plane has crashed. The plane's on fire. She's not there. She's not in it. Holt arrives with the rest of the crew yeah. and basically chews Lockhart out. What are you doing? You should have waited for us. How dare you go in somewhere... On your own like yeah. that. Maddox is dead. And Lockhart <laughs> just says, the girl's from the future. That's and it. That's the end of 1997. That's the end of 1997. And we cut to 2006. I liked 1997 a bit less than I liked 1988. Okay. In real life and as well as the film? I, there's no way I can remember 1988 <laughs> in real life. 97's a distant That's a memory. stretch. <laughs> so we cut now to something that is a bit more memorable is 2006. For those of you paying attention, 2006 is exactly nine years later than 1997. Awesome. <laughs> Locke is digging up a grave. Yeah. <laughs> he's got a beard and his hair's getting long. Yes. He's digging up the grave of Harold Novak. Harold Novak died in 1998. Uh, 1988, yes. sorry. He's one of the original victims. It appears that Locke is living out of his car. Yeah, we know that uh, Novak was an original victim because he has got three puncture, puncture marks wounds. in his 
skeleton spine. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the the in a vertebrae. The mortician did say that it re- the injection sites reached the vertebrae. Yeah, so that's we'll allow that. He takes a Polaroid of it. He does indeed, and he gets out of dodge. <laughs> um, it appears to be living out of his car, and he reveals that he's now a private investigator. He's trying to find track down um, Doctor Rao from from nine years ago, yeah. and it appears he has so far had no luck. No luck at all. Um, so he goes to find this guy's wife, the guy he's just dug up. Mrs. Novak. Mrs. Novak, Harold's wife. It all gets a little bit convoluted at this point. So she reveals that Harold formed a like right-wing militia group. Basically, is a white supremacist. Yeah, um, called the Real American Movement. Yeah, he, he, he wrote a load of newsletters and pamphlets. Yeah, and, and that's why she out. thinks that's what he was killed for. Yeah. Um, he buys the mailing list from her. Locke does. He was putting them in like library books about presidents. Yes. And we we saw a couple of the victims at the start. The yeah. bus driver was carrying a book about a president. A Thomas Jefferson book or something like that. So things are starting to link up a bit here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. After a bit of negotiation, uh, she she gives him a copy of the mailing list yeah. that um, Harold was using nearly 20 years ago. <laughs> and he finds the name of one of the victims on there, doesn't he, to start it's with? It's the pianist. Yeah. The pianist, the large pianist, was on was on the mailing list. Yeah, and so, he calls Holt. He does. Do you know Cap, uh, Holt is now a captain? Captain Holt. Captain Holt. <laughs> that put me off so much. Did it really? Yeah. Because <laughs> I was just thinking of Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yeah, definitely. Michael Look, C. Hall is not my Captain Holt. No, I love Michael C. Hall, but he's not my Captain Holt. <laughs> then he goes to pick his daughter up from school. Yeah, and um, his daughter's obviously eighteen. Eighteen now. It's her birthday. He's a shitty dad. He's not a great dad. Um, she doesn't even live with him now. She's living with her aunt. She's living with the Holtz. She's living with the Holtz, yeah. yeah. I don't know why I said aunt. when <laughs> Aunt and uncle. <laughs> Holt. This character that we already know. <laughs> She's living with him. Um, and he's brought her a bracelet for her birthday. Yeah. Um, oh, it's, it's a charm for yeah, a Yeah, because he bought her one because... when she was nine yeah. and he's still buying them and she sort of says... I don't she absolutely one. burns him. She does. She I've says, written ungrateful bitch. Thanks for trying, dad. <laughs> yeah, so... Wow. He apologises for being crazy at this point. Yeah, she just says, have a shave, let it go. He can't let it go. Yeah. That's his problem. He's, yeah. he's, he's obsessed with this case. Um, he meets with Holt. They go for a coffee somewhere, don't they? Yeah, because he, want, he wants Holt to... Um... Reopen the case, basically. Yeah. He's, 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 he tells Holt that he's a missed, Harold is a missed victim from 1988. They were not aware and he wants, of he his wants... He wants Holt to run a search for Harold Novak's ex-girlfriend. Yes. I, the, the person he was with at the time he was mailing out all these yeah. uh, racist pamphlets. Holt's a little bit harsh on him here because he has... Is he? Harold is clearly a victim of this crime. He's yes. got the puncture wounds. He's got evidence of that. Three, All of the victims from 1988 are on this mailing list. Yep. And three of the four victims from 1997 is on this mailing list. It's good evidence. It's good evidence. And Holt dismisses him. He's not having it at all. He... He's like, this is a closed case. He says, you're crazy. You're crazy, blah, blah, blah. There's, there's good evidence there to reopen that case, as far as I'm concerned. Not that I don't know anything about being a cop, <laughs> but I would think that's that's significant evidence to even have a look at it. Okay, fair. This is the point where Locke says to Holt, "I'm we're going forward in time, she's going backwards. Yep. He does it with a salt and a pepper pot. Explains how he thinks it's work. Holt thinks he's lost his mind. Locke says to Holt, all I need is Harold's ex-girlfriend's address. Yes. Find that for me. I'll leave you alone. That's all I need. Holt doesn't give it to him and he no. walks out. Exactly. So Locke sort of follows him out and he does a sham 
apology, yeah, doesn't he, he? Basically, yeah. oh, I'm so sorry. I'm gonna get help. I know I'm going crazy. Blah, 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 blah. What he's really doing is pickpocketing yeah. Holt's ID. Steals his ID badge. Um, Holt says to him, "Look, if, you, if you're serious about getting help, I'll help you." Yeah, but he is. You've got to want it. And he he makes a call. He pretends to be Holt. Calls the station. Gets this girl's address. Goes to this girl's address. This girl's dead. She has got a bled out brain as well. Yeah, she's got a bled out. But brain it looks really fresh. Yes, yeah, literally. It's literally just happened. There's blood all over the place. Yeah. It's all fresh blood. There's some music playing, which he turns off. Yes. And then when he turns it off, he can hear somebody upstairs. It's footsteps above. And there's somebody up in the upstairs. And then suddenly the window upstairs smashes, and this girl, a blue blur, <laughs> yeah, kind just of falls, falls from, from the, sky. the sky. And he manages to get a shot off. Uh, a shot off. <laughs> he manages to get a shot off at her. And where does he hit it? Hand, left hand. He hits her in the hand. It's bullet in yeah. her hand. Well, kind of, yeah, hand, wrist, that sort of area. But she manages to escape on a scooter. It's a motocross bike. Well, scooter. Not pissing around on a Vespa, is she? <laughs> I don't know. Okay, she escapes on a Vespa. No, it's, <laughs> it's like a motorbike. I don't know about bikes. Bike. So he commandeers a truck and we get another car chase. Yeah. Second of the film, and he chases her. She's like playing GTA. She's yeah. nipping down. Yeah, she can. She's on a, she's on a yeah. Vespa. <laughs> Fine. She's on a motocross bike. Uh, he manages to catch up to her on a beach. Yeah. She follows her all the way to this beach. She goes into the sewer. Yeah, back in the sewers. And he follows her into a sewer and everything changes. Yeah, she gets into a glowing egg. <laughs> she does. <laughs> she gets into a glowing orb of filled, that's rapidly filling with water. Yeah. That's got like tentacles and stuff. They kind of make eye contact and then suddenly it just vanishes. Yeah. But just there's be- a flash and it vanishes. Just before it does, she says, I'll see you soon. Oh, no, he says that to her. He says, I'll see you soon. Because he knows what's going on now. When he comes back out of the sewers, Holt's there waiting with some cops and yep. an ambulance. Uh, because he's going to have him committed by the sounds of it. Then cut to the top of the cliff. Above them, watching all of this, is Dr. Rao. Yeah. And then we cut to black and we get another year. We cut to 2015. I liked 2006 a bit less than... Oh, you're getting, you're getting worse. <laughs> a bit less than uh, 1997 and a bit more less than ni- 1988. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Uh, we're now in 2015, which for those of you paying attention is nine years later. We start off with the physicist. What's his name? Dr. Dr. Rao. Rao. He's injecting some pigs. In a barn. In a barn. He's got some pigs. He's injecting them with something. He's got a version of this device that yes. we've seen before. And he manages... He's got a computer screen in front of him. Yeah. Touchscreen computer. And as he presses the buttons on the screen, the pigs all die. Yeah. So it seems like it's activated by computer. So they're they're implanting something. Yeah. He's inventing this technology. Yes. That we have seen that we've in already the past. seen being used in the past. He reveals it. They've point. also got eyes on Lockhart. Yes. They have security cameras. Yep. Uh, on him. Because he's camping out at the beach. Yeah. He's living basically in a tent right outside this sewer grate. Yep. Waiting for this girl to come back. So is she always, that always been where she Coming started? and going from, sounds like it, yeah. Hmm. That's how I understood it. Um, Seems a long, I mean, Philadelphia's not really near a beach, is it? No. <laughs> my, my geography's not like, I'm not shit hot on my geography. Which is bad, because both of America, us have been to Philadelphia. <laughs> I don't think it's that very near a beach. No, anyway. I don't think it is either, but maybe it's like a, the edge of a lake or something. Maybe. Who knows? If anybody's from Philadelphia listening, let us know how near the beach is. 
It's a bit like in Alice in Borderland. They had to travel to get to a beach. That's true. We find out at this point that his daughter is pregnant. Yes. She's about to become a grandfather. Any day she is due. She is due any day. Because she's left him a long voicemail. Yes. Which we hear. But just as he's listening to that, he gets kidnapped. Yeah, she says she says to him, I want you come, you know, I want to give you a chance, come and be part of the baby's life. Yeah. I miss you. Again, drop this stuff. Yeah. And come and be with us. And then somebody puts a bag over his head and kidnaps him. Yeah. Um, it turns out it's the physicist that's kidnapped him, Dr. Ryle. He's put him in the pig van. Yeah, he's in a van full of dead pigs. Yeah. Basically, Dr. Rao explains at this point that I need to keep you away from her. Right. This guy was not a good actor. No, he wasn't. <laughs> But he is now our exposition guy, Captain Exposition. It still wasn't enough, though. No. Do you get? Do you think you get enough by the end? No, this is going to be one of my okay. points of improvement, actually. We'll get there. We're nearly there. I, I think you barely get us. We'll get there. At yeah. The Let's get, we're nearly there. Let's get there. He basically says to Locke, I'm taking you away from there because I need her. She needs to be allowed to complete a mission. She needs to be allowed to kill. He says, I'm currently in development on the solution that she uses. Yeah. And basically what they're doing, he explains it at this point, is they're taking, they're changing the future by taking out the inspiration of the bad people. Sure. So it's like, the the famous thing is go back in time, kill Hitler. Exactly. But this is not going back in time, killing Hitler. This is going back in time, killing those around it's, Hitler that inspire and just, Yeah. And it comes out a bit late, you know, this is killing the idea. Yeah. Kill the idea. Kill the inspiration. So how many people would you actually have to do that to, to yeah. you know? To, to allow Hitler to live, but not to become the person that he becomes. Uh, and yeah, or, or why don't you just kill Hitler? Or <laughs> <laughs> the the argument here is this all it all starts with the seed of these pamphlets yeah, getting around. So is, yeah. anyone who's been sort of infected with that way of thought is who they're taking out. Yeah, basically, it's basically. hundreds of people. Yeah, hundreds and thousands, hundreds. thousands, millions. Because there's some sort of war going on in the future. That's yeah, and this is the seed. This this like right wing guy was the guy yeah. who seeded the whole thing. They have a bit of a grapple. In the back of yeah. this van while he's driving, and they crash the van. Yeah, Dr. Rao didn't even pull over, it's just like he's scrapping in the back of this he's van. He's leaning backwards, he's yeah. still got his foot on the accelerator. I was like, nobody ever pulls over in films. How was it an even fight if he never even took his foot, <laughs> foot off the accelerator? Because it was getting the van actually sped up. Yeah, um, there's a quite cool van crash actually. Yeah, it's it all really it is because it it's in slow motion and there's dead pigs. And they're flying around in the back of the van along with the two guys. Also, yeah, the weight on. distribution on the pigs probably isn't great. Because if, if you get a full-on dead pig land on you, yeah. you're, you're gone. There's three of them as yeah, well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and when everything, when the dust settles... It's like they're playing past the pigs, but in real life. <laughs> <laughs> get a double snouter. Past the pigs, that's a very 80s game. <laughs> uh, when the dust settles, Locke is trapped under a pig. But the physicist is trapped under more pigs. Yeah. <laughs> And Locke manages to get free. But Rao is stuck. But Rao is stuck and Locke leaves him there. He kind of just screams after Locke, let her finish you her work. You have to let her finish. The pod appears. We cut to the scene inside the sewer. The pod appears out of nowhere and she gets out of this pod. She walks out of the sewer and he's waiting there for her. He's managed, to get, back he's to, managed the to get back to the beach. She says to him, you could kill me now, but if you do, the world will end. Yeah. You, I, am, I am that important. You have no, she says you have no idea what's coming. And then she tries to appeal to his nice side. Yeah, she says, you know, I've met you before. Yeah. You've never met me before, but I've met you before. She says, I've known you my entire life. Yeah. Um, and in fact, you were the one who told me to take this job. You, you were the one who taught me to ride a bike. And you held me the day I was born. Yeah. And then she gives him his daughter's bracelet. And she says, that was my mother's. 
So we reveal at this point that she's his granddaughter. Yeah. Uh, he then gets really upset because yeah. he, he he says, but I killed you. Yeah. Uh, and she says, yeah, if that's how it ended, that's how it will always end. Yeah. Because obviously she doesn't know that at this point. Yeah. Because that's in her future. That's in her future, but his past. And she's like, you can't change that. If that's how it ended, then that's it. We can't change yeah. the future or the past. Um, but we can change what I am trying to change. I'm trying to complete this mission. You have to let me complete this mission. And she says, go home and take care of my mum. And me. And me. <laughs> and she walks away from him. Yeah, and he lets her go. Yeah. And she does a bit more explanation, doesn't she? Because get a voiceover. Like, get a voiceover oh. explanation. And she's like, when I was nine, a civil war broke out following an explosion. She went back in time, injected all the ringleaders and the inspiration for the ringleaders. Yep. And then they get terminated. So somebody presses the button at the right time, takes them all out. She's Yeah, she's basically priming them. And yeah, then somebody fu- in fu- the future. No, it's future Dr. Rao. Oh, it's future Dr. Rao, okay. Is, yeah, because it cuts to yeah, him so in right. yeah, 2024. Yeah, he's pressing the button. Pressing the button on the killing on all the these people. IPads. Why he had to press it while this woman was driving a bus <laughs> when he could have pressed it five minutes earlier when she wasn't Feels driving like a there's bus. a... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, why this guy was on stage. <laughs> This guy literally walked out on stage and five minutes later died. Yeah. If he'd have done it five minutes earlier. He's got a flair for the dramatic. <laughs> he has got a flair for the dramatic. So she then says, in this voiceover, sorry, she says, when the war between us all disappears, it won't make a sound, just an echo of what would have been. Yeah, no one will know. No one will know that this war ever should have happened. Yeah. Because I have stopped it. But that's developing. how we'll know that we've been successful. Exactly. Lock heads over to the hospital. Where his daughter is having the baby. This is intercut with our scene from the very start going backwards. So the fires are being put out. Yeah. The windows are coming back into the office Yeah, that's block. going backwards. And he holds the baby. So the first thing that she said to happen to her came true. And she says, or on the voiceover again, right now, both of our lives are about to begin. And then the film ends. Yeah. What do you think? I liked it overall. Yeah, me too. Full um, of blood and guts and gore. <laughs> <laughs> I, you definitely undersold it on that. <laughs> yeah. Um, overall, I liked it. I, I, it is clunky and messy. Yeah. Um, overall, though, I think it makes sense. No, it, do, it does I think make sense. the story is good and the story is solid. I, I think it holds up to scrutiny. Yeah, it does. I, I think my criticism is you've, you've kind of just got to get on board with it, haven't you? Yeah. Maybe, am I being over picky? I want it a bit more of... I'm almost better with that there's just time travel. Yeah. What what's all this moon shit? Yeah, I didn't need the moon thing. I, I know it's like we need That's to try and explain. That's because they want the nine year device, yeah. I suppose. Yeah, but if you're going to introduce that, you need to explain why and how. That's Couldn't happening. they just said, well, you know, this new technology, something to do with the moon? The po- no, we've <laughs> the only got the power to go to from a certain points in time or something. Yeah, and we've identified these are important types. The whole moon stuff was just. Yeah, it's I think called you... the shadow of the moon, and it's all it's dismissed in lit it's two lines of dialogue true yeah i'd forgotten about the title (laughs) (laughs) yeah maybe change the title and no mention the moon that would be my major criticism but overall it's a good film and there's a good story there yeah and it's entertaining and in some ways the 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 nine year time jumps worked really well because it is a good plot device to drive it forward and you wanted to see what's happening next but in some some ways, it hamstrings it a little because I bit I didn't like about the nine year plot device is the last two jumps. I think Lockhart comes across as a bit of a caricature because you're not seeing him, De- yeah, developing to go downhill. Person. 
you, you just, just have to jump make, in and you have got to buy into it. Yeah, yeah, you have to kind of make up your mind that he's obviously gone crazy over 18 years. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's all happening off screen. Yeah, no, so so like, that's a bit difficult to yeah. adjust to, to be honest. Agreed. But I thought he played it quite well. I thought he was really good at it. I, I thought in the, the 1998, I thought he was brilliant. Yeah. As, a, as a young police officer, I thought Boyd Holbrook was excellent. Yeah, I'd agree. I, and that That's probably, that's the longest section, is it? It's probably yeah. 40, first 40 minutes. Yeah, probably. I, my favourite bit of this film. That yeah, Because I had no idea what was going on, but I was in. I was just like, I want to see where this is going. I really, I really enjoyed the explanation at the end. I really liked the final scene on the beach between her and him. I thought that was really good. But you're right, the, the 88 was the best bit of the film. Yeah. Um, performances are good. It looks nice. It looks really nice. Yeah, it's pretty. It uh, looks uh, like a proper film. Yeah. It, it genuinely... We don't see a lot of what I would class as proper films, but... <laughs> This feel like a, feels like a well-made it's like Hollywood. Room, room 205 it's, it's, last week. Yeah, exactly. Like it was filmed on a potato. It does. Whereas this looks like... I could envisage myself sitting in a cinema and watching this. And yeah, it, like I say, a bit clunky, but it, yeah, it happened all the way through. Overall, it's, um, I, I really enjoyed it. I I liked... I thought I was getting a cop thriller. Yeah. And I've got a time travel movie bunged on the end as well. It's fine. It's good. <laughs> I, I cannot call this film memorable. <laughs> Um, because I think it, it, it compared really, to some of the shit we've seen I don't honestly don't know it's really good I really enjoyed it from the first scene I was like that looks familiar to me but you didn't remember any detail didn't remember any detail about halfway through I was like this film ends on a beach and I, and, and at that point as soon as I got that in my brain it all came back right yeah the detail wasn't there I, I, I knew that they were related I knew that she was going back in time to change the future okay but yeah it hadn't stuck in my mind but it's been a crazy couple of years. What can true, I say? True. Uh, when this film came out of the randomizer last week, I had absolutely no idea that I'd seen it before. Well, and I think that's the weird thing. <laughs> Even because... when I read the synopsis, I watched. Yeah. I'd watched the trailer. Yeah. I read the character list out. I had no idea that I'd seen it before. Yeah, that's there you go. It's There's worrying. Your problem. <laughs> it's what it is. <laughs> What's happening to my brain? But I'm I'm happy with it. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really good. Yeah, I love I, a time I travel film. I have a soft, we both have soft spots for time travel films. And yeah, it's it's well done. It's a well done time travel film. Yeah. Trying to turn the tide on it. I think we've basically just covered it, haven't we? <laughs> I, I, the only other thing I want to add on that is I, I'm just going to put this out into the ether. Did it need to be focused on the character of Locke in every single time period? Yeah, maybe not. Could we have stuck with her a little bit more? Maybe. Well, I could we have focused on a different character in each time period, and the others just sort of mixed around. Yeah, maybe. I, I'm thinking, you know, when you get to the 2006 or 2015 one, maybe actually that could have been from the doctor's viewpoint. Yeah. As he's developing some of that. And then maybe you're getting a bit more of the world building. You could do one from Hulk's viewpoint of watching his brother-in-law go insane and not Yeah, so maybe that could and... be the penultimate one. Yeah. And, and then you're you still the last... getting all the strands, but maybe it just it interlinks them a little bit more. Do the um, last one. Because you don't see any of the murders other than the first three. Yeah. You never actually see her inject anybody. And maybe from one from her perspective of going... Because apparently she killed a lot of people. Of course. And so it'd be good to maybe see one from her perspective as well. Of like going around and finding these people and killing them. Yeah. So that... This film rewritten from her perspective would be quite good. Yeah. <laughs> not I'm as not a different hung film. up on the twist either. The whole relationship twist. I'm not... If that came out earlier by rewriting it and like you yeah. say, having a segment focused on her, one on Holt, one on the Doctor, one on lot I, I think your story is stronger and you don't need to have the twist at the end that no. oh we're related that can come whenever just as a story point yeah. doesn't this movie is 
interesting enough and got a good enough story that it that doesn't need to be a twist for me. For me, Agreed. I don't know. I seem to always say that's an unnecessary unnecessary <laughs> twist. I don't think that twist that oh we're related needs to be there. At Do the you end. think it works? So like you know, in nineteen eighty eight when they're on the train platform, if she just went all right, granddad, <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, what the fuck? Or if he finds out, at but that she's point, already told him. Yeah, she has. That maybe. You, Yes, maybe they could have planned it better coming back from the future. Because she says to him... Maybe she, she should tell him every time. <laughs> yeah, maybe. She says to him, congratulations on the birth of your daughter, which hadn't happened at that point. Yeah. So she was fully aware at that point who he was, obviously. Yeah. And then, sorry about the death of your grand, of your partner, even though that doesn't happen for another time jump. But then if she'd have just gone, oh, and I'm your granddaughter. But that's just kind of done to make it intriguing, isn't it? They wanted the, the twist jam- at the end. Yeah. The twist works at the end. It do, it's so fine. There's, there's it's nothing not, wrong with it. No. But I see what you're saying. I, I, all I'm saying is I would have considered sacrificing that to have a bit of a... Tie, you could have tied these threads a bit tighter, yeah. I think. Agreed. Um, but having said all that, I really enjoyed it. Me too. I really, really. I'd recommend it to anybody. If you're into time travel films, you're going to get something out of it, I think. It zips by as well, yeah. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it flew by. It's good. Flew, it's flew good by movie. both times. Um, <laughs> <laughs> do you want to talk stream table? Sure. That was quick. <laughs> Where do you think it goes? Oh, it's easy for me. It's the yeah, best it's, film we've seen this season. It's easily number one, isn't it? Yeah. I'm not even going to run through the stream table, even though I wrote it down beforehand. Yeah, it's easily, it's much better than Urge. Yeah. Like, it's not even close to being as good as Edge. Do you think it'd be there at the end? Or there and there? It'll be up, it'll be up there at the end. No, I don't... I, I'd, I'd like it to not be number one at the end. I don't want to pick a number one this early again. It's it's by far and away the best thing we've seen so far out of these six weeks. But there's potentially better out there. I think it would be a weak table top-off compared to what we've had in our four previous seasons. Agreed. Do you want to pick next week's film? Yes, please. <laughs> what do you want what what are you looking for from next week you reckon let's have uh let's have a comedy i was just thinking that we've not had a comedy for a while uh okay i'll press the button are you ready yes it's picked a film called tiktok okay like the app seems spelled the same any ideas what that's gonna be i i mean it could be anything it genuinely could be anything i mean it could be a crazy horror film i'm just thinking <laughs> of like ghosts trapped in different stuff now it could be could be, a, in a clock. could be a comedy. Could be a clockumentary. That's very good. <laughs> um, what it is, according to IMDb, is a Chinese crime and mystery film. Okay. Um, IMDb have it no, not known as TikTok. Okay. They have it known as Jing Tan Du Nei Zuan. Very well done. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, it's from t- 2016. According to IMDb, it's not rated. Do you want to know the synopsis? Yes, please. Uh, it says, okay, this is a bad translation, so bear with me. Okay. Gio Zida and his twin brothers scheme an bomb explosion near the gym to take away money from gambling group. <laughs> Korean police officer and psychologist Yang cooperates to prevent this conspiracy. What conspiracy? I think we're going to have some fun with this one, Nick. I'm in. I'm all in. It's 5.5 on IMDb. Excellent. So yeah, go and check out TikTok. And uh, in the meantime, check us out on Instagram, Twitter and Letterboxd. Same username, at B-O-T-S underscore podcast. The email address is bottom of the stream at gmail.com and the website is bottom of the stream.com. On the website, you'll find every se- every episode we've ever recorded, all five season stream tables. And you can even get some merch on there if you want to. Uh, check us out on Patreon, patreon.com slash bottom of the stream. 
come and join us in there for an extra cup for a couple of quid every month you can get early access to the episodes we're going to do some bonus episodes in the next few weeks i've just said that now so we've got yeah um you get all sorts of stuff we've got some stickers you can have nick writes a newsletter every month and if you come in at the top level you can have a wild card so you can pick the film that we watch that particular week that you play it and again check us out on discord discord link will be at the bottom of the show notes brilliant if you also get a couple of minutes spare please consider leaving us a review anywhere you can review podcasts that could be podbean podchaser apple Podcasts, spotify anywhere else because we're on all the podcast places <laughs> you could even find an egg fill it with water write the review on the outside of that and then <laughs> smash your way out in your time traveling every nine years okay do that <laughs> why not why not you could have written a review in 1988 and then only give it to us now. You'd still time have travel. To time travel. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, do that. Uh, and then either way. Do that and then go and watch TikTok. And then we'll come back on Monday for The Wave and next Thursday for the Bottom of the Three movie show. Cheers. Bye.